Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan. This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, Researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Boys and girls, welcome. To hey, 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 hey! Hold on, wrong show, dude. <laughs> this is my show. Welcome to episode. What episode is it? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven of Lupus Bits, with the live studio audience trying to take over the show. <laughs> I am not your host, David K. Montoya. <laughs> no, I am your host, Lupa Vardy, <laughs> and welcome to Lupus Bits. As you have figured out by now, the live studio audience is actually live in the studio, <laughs> right beside me, eating ice cream. Mm. Keto ice cream. Keto ice cream. But ice cream. It's really good, too. It's 
was it chocolate chocolate caramel lava cake and it's only seven grams of net carbs so good i already had mine after a fantastic dinner oh i can't even i can't even lie it was it was borderline orgasmic okay we went we took my mom and i took our live studio audience to the sponge docks in florida and if you're ever in florida and you get a chance to go down to tarpon springs i highly recommend going to the sponge docks it is this little greek village and they pipe greek music throughout the streets it's very quaint i mean think seaside movie set like for me even though it had like a greek theme to it it was like the little beach village little beach town in jaws (laughs) um and look at look at even the sound waves look like little shark fins So we went and we went to, um, I took them into this, the sponge factory store and uh, there were sponges there that it could pretty much just pull it over your head, put your soap in the middle of it, pull it over your head, slide it down your body. Like you're at the car wash, you know how your car goes through and just, it would clean you. They're that big. They're huge. So we got some souvenirs for his kids and he bought me a pirate ship and <laughs> Um, and then we walked down, um, how did they pronounce that street name? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was Greek. Um, and you walk down the street and there's all these little, um, surf shops and sponge shops and little knickknacks and, and flowy souvenir shops and flowy shirts. And uh, there's a whole bunch of clothes down there that I just absolutely fell in love with. But my mom and I are going to go back again because she was, we had dinner reservations at a restaurant at the bottom of the hill, the bottom of the street, right on the waterfront. It's good. I'm going to. Um, and it's right on the Gulf. So you get this beautiful oceanside view um, it's in a little river, and the waitress comes to the table, and she tells you, okay, everything, they own the little fish market right beside, which is attached to the restaurant. And the waitress comes and tells you, you know, everything you're eating was alive in the ocean yesterday. They caught it this morning, and it's all fresh. The shrimp is fresh. The calamari is fresh. The fish is fresh. The, the, everything is fresh. And she points to the boats, like that big boat there brings in all the shrimp. Those boats over there bring in the fish. And it's called Rusty Bellies. And it looks like this little hole-in-the-wall, dive bar kind of restaurant from the outside. Doesn't look like much. We ate outside on the patio. One meal with the portholes. Uh, yeah, one him over with the portholes. They have these portholes all along the outside of the building. But we ate outside on the patio. And they had it all enclosed, like they dropped down the storm windows, and they had heaters out there, so it was really comfortable. It was great. And um, my mom decided she was having appetizers for dinner, so <laughs> we kind of broke. Huh? We followed course. 
think it will follow suit. Yes. We broke keto because they brought hush puppies. I'm sorry. I, I, I have no willpower when it comes to hush puppies. But you know, so they're not that big. I don't think it actually came from that keto. No, no. Um, crab cakes might have. But they it was were, worth it. They were totally worth it with this lime cilantro dipping sauce. It was so good. And then my mom had, um, she ordered half a pound of peel and eat shrimp, which we still have a quarter of a pound of peel and eat shrimp in the fridge now. And she ordered a Greek salad. Now, the Greek salad isn't something that you would get, like, if you went to, say, Subway and ordered a Greek salad or um, some whatever restaurant and ordered a Greek. This is a an authentic Greek salad with, well, except for the lettuce. Normal Greek salads don't have lettuce. But, I mean, it's got, like, a slice of feta cheese. That's what that triangle was. That was the feta. Mm-hmm. It was the feta cheese. And a scoop of potato salad on top because that's how they serve greek salads but uh we had um the oh i can't remember the name of it oh the crab it was crab bundles they were called crab bundles Bundles, yes and they were cajun crab bundles they were done in this cajun sauce and a crab bundle is basically they take the underside of the crab where all the legs are attached and they yank it off and boil it. <laughs> they bring it to you. So you have all the little legs, the front legs and the back legs and the side legs and all the legs and no crab, just the legs. Oh, we have some of those in the fridge too. I do. You do. <laughs> no, I said we and he said I. <laughs> They were so good. Oh, it snap, crack, done. Oh, so good. Thoroughly enjoyed my meal. And then um, I had to walk all the way back up the hill to get said car because my mom couldn't make it up the hill. She was, she was done. That was enough walking for her. And uh, I had to go up the hill and get the car. And unfortunately, because I had mentioned, you know, it's my birthday and um, well, my birthday was on Saturday, but we were celebrating. And unfortunately, I left too soon because they brought me ice cream. <laughs> With whipped cream. With whipped cream. Which I probably couldn't have have anyway because most whipped creams have coconut oil in True. it. True. So, but it was it was so cool to like, be eating this peeling it, eating this shrimp and looking at the boat that brought into shrimp that morning. Like, you can't get, unless you go out and catch it yourself, you can't get fresher than that. There's a taste. There's just a, a, a distinct taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really good. It's called Rusty Bellies. It's got the coolest name, too. So, I shopped my way back up the hill <laughs> to the car. Because, <laughs> you know, some of the stores were still open. And I was in search of a keychain. Now, when I was here two years ago, I bought this in the same area um, I actually went into the same shop looking in the same area now the, this the exact shop that I bought it from was closed in this little tiny indoor retro the mall that went by that you said a very retro vibe mm-hmm. in there um, and the one that I did go into she didn't have what I was looking for so I walked up a little farther and I found this other little place called Gloria's Gloria's gifts I think 
and I would kind of went in and I browsed around and I found this really cool pocket knife and it was wood handled on both sides, like a Swiss army knife, got all the little utensils on it. And it says tarpon springs on the one side. And when you flip it over, it says the boss. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I gotta buy him something to say thank you for coming and spending my birthday with me. So I bought my live studio audience this really cool pocket knife that says the boss because he is your boss. My boss. He is. He is my boss. Quite literally. Yeah, he is. Um, and I found a keychain. Now I was I was looking for my butterfly keychain. When I bought the butterfly keychain, it symbolized me spreading my wings two years ago. It symbolized me breaking free, reclaiming my freedom, coming out of that chrysalis from being that caterpillar and becoming that butterfly. And on the trip down here, I guess being in my purse and getting tossed around, one of the wings broke. So I decided, well, it's time for a new keychain. Now I'm going to keep the butterfly keychain and I was looking for another butterfly keychain. And I had seen some really neat turtle ones. I thought, eh, you know, all right, I'm not really big on turtles. And as I walked up to the cache to pay for the pocket knife, I saw this sign and it was a picture of a turtle. And it said, time to come out of your shell. I turned right back around. I went back over. I looked at the turtle keychains and I didn't get the ones with the bling. I'm not a blingy kind of person, but I did get a turtle keychain. So I now have these two little turtle keychains with the magic eye on them. And that's my new keychain. It's time for me to come out of my shell. And for some reason, some she said, she, I don't know why, but just take a lucky turtle. She had these lucky little turtle, little cowrie shells um, that were all glued together to make little turtles. And they had these little, I mean, we're talking, they are the tiny, teeniest little straw hats on them and teeny, teeny, tiny little glasses. <laughs> They're just the most adorable little luck turtles. You could, anyway, so she let me take one. So I now have a luck turtle too, which will probably end up on my dashboard of my car because that's where all of my lucky stuff ends up. But uh, I get the car and I go down and I pick them up and yeah, it was really neat. We had a really good day. It was a lot of fun. Um, tomorrow is another adventure. He's only here until Sunday. And so far, like we've had an incredible week. He got here Tuesday morning. And we napped because <laughs> he arrived. It was 6.30 my time, but it was 3.30 in the morning his time. So we were both exhausted. I hadn't slept. He hadn't slept. Um, I tried to doze. I rested because I had to drive to the airport and pick him up, which again was a switch. Um, but we stuck to tradition and we met at the um baggage carousel so um i get him back and luckily it's only like a 40 minute drive to the airport from where the house is so we get back we have a nap we get up about two and mom wanted to go to bell's which is her favorite store because it was seniors day every tuesday is seniors day she's a senior she's going to be 70 
and you can get really good deals. So we went, I got a really pretty dress. I got a pair of white linen pants that I quickly realized the only color of underwear I'm ever going to wear under these white linen pants is white because <laughs> um, they're a little see-through, but they're great for the summer. And I'm, uh, they love the dress. I love the dress. I'm not sure if I love the dress on me. I'm working on that, but that is just a personal body image thing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a great dress. It's a very boho, hippie, um, flowy. I could see me walking through a field of daisies with daisies in my hair um, kind of dress, you know. And I really, 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 really like it. I'm just not sold on liking it on me, but I'll get there. You know, I'll get there. And I think I need to take it in. Like, it's a huge dress. It's it's a big size. So I think I need to take it in in places. Um, and then I think I will like it on me. But I really like it. And if I wear my new shoes that I got for Christmas with it, I don't actually have to hem it, which is even better. So tomorrow... Um, I planned, well, my mom and I planned, we have a whole itinerary planned. As soon as mom found out when he was coming, she's like, we planned an itinerary of things to do. There's not a day where you're just going to be sitting in the house, staring at the walls going, well, this is no fun. <laughs> Tomorrow we are off to St. Petersburg, uh, to the Salvador Dali Museum. Um, it's all of his collective works. And they have actually have a special exhibit going on right now, which is Picasso. So we're going to go check that out tomorrow. And I know my live studio audience is very excited oh, about, yes. <laughs> about that. And then we'll find some other little restaurant on the way home to have something to eat. Could be a Taco Bell. We never know. But yeah, that was our day. We had a good day. It was a fun day. That was an excellent day. Yeah. So, not a whole lot of housekeeping. Um, I do want to let you know, I now have... Can you hear it? This is my copy. It came all the way from California via airplane of the World of Myth magazine. And my mom has a copy. She absolutely loves it. So, I... It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a regular-sized calendar. And the artwork is just outstanding in it. I love the artwork when Walter and I chose it. Uh, but to actually see it in glossy print on a page in person, um, really, it really brings the artwork to life. Like, it just jumps off the page. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, was gonna, I looked at the picture and I went, that one's Clayton's. You just you can tell by the artwork when you know the artists um, and you're used to seeing their artwork. You can tell who who does what. Um, Cyrus, I like his. I love his too. Anyway, I still highly suggest you get a calendar. Support these wonderful artists. Go get one. Also, eat. It's the last product that will have the old. Ah, yes, that is true too. 
it is the last product that will have the old World of Myth magazine logo. Because when there is a changing of the guard, um, so to speak, mm-hmm. a new logo is created to reflect the new direction of the company. So there is a new logo created for the World of Myth magazine. Now, to clear up any misconceptions that there may be out there, because there was a misconception there was. that I was leaving, that I was stepping down as editor-in-chief of the magazine, um, no, that is not happening. I am not stepping down as editor-in-chief of the magazine. Um, this was a logo that was supposed to be created two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just being created now. But I think... I kind of fought it two years ago. I said it didn't need to be changed. And you kind of created this new one um, then. No, that's been around since 2012, 2011, 2012. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, I didn't see any reason to change it. So instead of telling me this time, he just went and did it. Because there's a lot of, like, I'm, I'm, I don't like change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of person. I didn't think there's anything wrong with the logo. I like the logo, but I understand it reflects the changes of the company. And when you look at the timeline and you see the different logos and the years that they came out, yada, 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 you can kind of trace the progression of the company and the progression of the logos and how they've advanced over the years. And they've changed and morphed over the years to reflect not only the magazine, but the editor of the magazine. So I love the new logo very, very much. (laughs) I couldn't be more pleased with the new logo. So this calendar is the last thing that will leave the Jaysomon Dark Myth Company with that World of Myth logo on it. Yeah, once the calendars are gone with that logo on it, they're gone. You can't get it again, so get it. would suggest you get it, if not for nothing else, but a keepsake. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful calendar. I love it. And I'm actually going to do, if you follow me on TikTok, um, which I do believe some of you do. Hi, Tamara. Uh, ow. I will be doing a TikTok and showing you said calendar, now that I have it in my hot little hands. I will also be showing you um, my merch, my t-shirts that you can get to support the show and um, yeah, support me. It's kind of how it works. So for now, you, if you know, you don't want to wait until you see what they look like, you can go and see what they look like at mythmart.com, M-Y-T-H-M-A-R-T.com. Yes, I'm plugging the store it's what I do. And there's my Lupus Bits shirt is over there. If you follow Mythbits, they've got a shirt. Yeah, Mythbits, they've got a shirt. Um, all of the podcasts have shirts. No, not the Three Nose. Three Nose don't have a shirt. If they want a shirt, they can have a shirt. Though. Yeah. Mike, speak up. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. But I'm going to do a TikTok and let you see the calendars. Let you see the shirts and, or see my shirt. Um, but if you don't want to wait for that, you can go over to mythmart.com and just order a calendar, order a shirt. While you're there, you can check out my books too. I've got books over there. I've got Eternally Bound. I've got The Chosen. 
I've got all the anthologies that I was in. I was in um, World of Myth Anthology 3. I was in Full Moon and Howling. I was in uh, Zombie Works. Epidemic? Yep. No, I wasn't in Epidemic. I was in Monsterthology 2. I was in um, Natural Instincts. That's over there, too. I actually edited Natural Instincts, and I also edited Full Moon and Howlin'. Yep. So I'm all over these books. And um, now that I've plugged my stuff, um, as of the 8th of February, Peggy Gerber, who was last year's OCC winner, uh, her book just launched it came out on the 8th you can get it at mythmart.com um, if you're in canada you can get it at amazon.ca and it's called stumbling in crazy town and the cover you can't you'll never like you see that and you see the title and it's like oh i totally understand that especially being a woman you understand that like it's a woman and she's kind of covered in leaves and she's walking through nature, but it has a very chaotic, a very swirly, but very vulnerable, very um, exposed feeling to it. And her hair is just disheveled and everywhere. And I connect with it. It's very powerful. It, yeah, it's an incredible um, cover. And Walter made a really incredible quote today on uh instagram regarding that uh walter g walter g s i mean i'm not sure i like having my live studio audience beside me he keeps <laughs> correcting me <laughs> walter g esselman the director of the open contract challenge <laughs> would you like to take over the show you tried to already he's thinking about it okay you know what no <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, if you think we should be podcasting together, speak up because you know. Only on special. Only on special. Yeah. Last more... time we did a podcast together was three hours. Well, that well, that's because we were doing magazine review. Okay, Walter, where is your? I think I need to go here, go here, go like this. Nope. Go like that. Go like this. Um, there it is. Okay, he wrote, It mutilates your soul to think others are better than you. This quick snippet is from the poem Comparanoia in Peggy Gerber's book, Stumbling in Crazy Town. Peggy is the winner of the Jaisalmon Dark Myth 2021 Open Contract Challenge, and her book dropped today on Amazon. I really liked it, and as I read the book, I stopped to read parts out loud to my wife. He's the one that chose the winner. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, go get it. Stumbling in Crazy Town by Peggy Gerber. What's the excerpt? I just read it. It mutilates your soul to think others are better than you. That's from the poem. Oh, that's, a that's a direct quote from the poem Comparanoia. Which, yeah, when you compare yourself to others, they, it, it is a paranoia. It is... Um, I call it spasbrain, and spasbrain gets me all the time, and it's horrible. So I I can relate to a lot of the work in her book, and 
if you've ever struggled with any sort of mental illness or um, self-depreciation or depression, you will get this book. You will understand these poems and you'll go, oh, I get it. You'll connect with it. So I highly recommend you get it. So it's Peggy Gerber, Stumbling in Crazy Town. All right. Now, we're going to jump on over to a little bit of a rant that I need to do because I need to get this off my chest. And yeah, I'm getting comfortable for this one. Well, not really comfortable, but I'm kind of assuming the position of I'm angry. <laughs> stepping up on her soapbox. You know what? I have to. I'm short. I had to step up on the ladder so that I could stick my head through the hole for the picture today. I'm short. I need to step on a box of some sort. I'm not going to preach at you. My opinions, again, are my own. But I am a Canadian. And if you've been following the news, unless you've been under a rock, I am fairly certain you have heard about this convoy in Canada. This trucking convoy in Canada. Now, yesterday, this convoy blocked the Ambassador Bridge, which is the bridge that is at the border crossing in Niagara between Canada and the U.S. Now, there are two parts to this bridge. You go through the Canadian part, you cross over the bridge, you go through the American part. That's right. You don't have that at the other place. But anyway, I digress. And they were not allowing Canadians even to come back into our own country. They were blocking traffic. So people that needed to get home were not allowed to. People that had nothing to do with the protest whatsoever. People who do not make the rules, who do not say you need to be vaccinated before you can cross the border, were not allowed to go home. Now, that's not the thing. They're not saying you need to be vaccinated before you can cross the border. All they're saying is you, like every other person, that crosses between the Canadian and the U.S. border, or the U.S. and Canadian border, has, if you are unvaccinated, you must quarantine for 14 days at home. It doesn't matter if you work across the border, if you're vacationing across the border, if you drive a damn truck across the border. It is the same rule for everybody. Now, when they first imposed this, on all of the people that live in the border towns and that travel back and forth every day to work didn't bother the truckers one bit. Oh no, they could still go to work. They were considered essential. Okay, fine. Off you go. Carry on. If you're not essential, stay home. Okay. We got that. Not a problem. When they said, if you are and traveling for non-essential reasons, you need to be fully vaccinated to cross the border. If you're not, you need to quarantine for 14 days when you come home. Okay. Truckers went, great, sure, not a problem. Carry on. Have fun. Zoom, zoom, off they go. No protests for the snowbirds. No protests for people vacationing. Nothing. When they said you had to have a COVID test before you could get on a plane and fly, 
and that you were subject to random COVID tests when you came home. And if you were selected for a random COVID test, you had to quarantine at home or a place of their choosing that they approved of until you got your results back. Truckers didn't care. Truckers didn't say a word. Mm-mm. Not their problem. Zoom, zoom. Let's go. Carry our load. But now that the law extends to absolutely everybody, any person that crosses the border must be fully vaccinated or they must quarantine, now it affects the truckers. Oh, now they're going to stomp their little feet and throw a temper tantrum. Unfortunately, their temper tantrum happens to involve 16 wheelers, which block traffic and create problems and prevent goods from being delivered. So yes, they're making a lot of noise, and they're getting a lot of attention. And while I fully agree with the right to make your own choices, while I will fight for your right to have your own opinion, to govern your own lives and make your own choices, you also need to abide by the consequences of those choices. Plain and simple. You choose to not be vaccinated. Okay, fine. Well, these are the rules right now. What you have to do if you are unvaccinated. Consequences of your actions. You choose to be vaccinated. Okay, well, one of the risks could be sudden death. One of the risks, you could still get COVID. Okay. You choose to take the vaccination and live by the consequences of your actions. My mother is a walking, talking science experiment. Because she chose to get the booster. To better, in her mind, I'm not saying she's right, I'm not saying she's wrong. In her mind, to better protect herself against the variants. Well... The consequence of that choice was she had to take a booster of a vaccine that she had not had before. Now, she's had AstraZeneca. She's had Pfizer. Her booster was Moderna. Okay, fine, she said. Hook me up. Let's go. Give me the shot. She took the shot. She felt like crap for 24 hours. Thought she was going to die. There were moments I do believe she wished she would. And then she was fine. But those are the consequences of her choice. Now, what's going to happen? We don't know. She's got three different vaccines running through her body. Two of them are mRNAs. One of them is a viral vector. I think she's pretty covered. But three different vaccines running through her system. We don't know the long-term effects of that. That is the consequence of that choice consequence of my choice. I don't know what the vaccine's going to do to me. I don't know if I'm going to have to have a booster every year, more than likely. Don't know what that booster's going to do to me. Consequence of my choice. But because I made that choice, I can come and go freely across the border. I can get into my car. I can drive across the border and go wherever the heck I want to. Why? Because I followed the rules. 
I'm willing to do that. If I want to go to Florida where there's no snow, I need to be vaccinated. Okay, fine. Not a problem. If I choose to not be vaccinated, then I stay at home in my own country. Okay, fine. With the snow. Choices. You have choices, but you need to be willing to face the consequences of those choices. Now, I understand our government is not making all of the right choices. That's fine. Nobody's really dealt with a global pandemic since the Spanish flu. And times are different than they were in 1819 or 1918. Say that backwards. Yeah. Okay. I got it right. Good save. Thank you. So a global pandemic in 2020, 2021, and 2022, because we are now on the third year of doing this, doesn't come with a freaking handbook. So our government is doing the best they can with the tools they have. I mean, not making all the choices that you like, but you go and run for government and you make you make better choices. If you don't like the choices they're making, then do something about it. But be willing to face the consequences of your actions. Now, another problem I have is it seems like every time you turn around, the battle that these truckers are supposed this freedom convoy, they keep changing what they're fighting for. Pick a fight. Just pick one. Just one. You know, like, just one. If you're fighting the mandate to ha- that you all have to be vaccinated, okay. Fight that. Choose that. Stick with that. But now you're fighting restrictions. Well, I hate to tell you, we've been living with restrictions for three years. Try living in Ontario. Has to be the most restricted province in all of Canada. I'm pretty sure Doug Ford goes out in a bulletproof vehicle. He is the least popular person in the province of Ontario. Because of all the restrictions. Now they're fighting mask mandates. Really? After three years, you're, you're going to say something now? Why? Because you have the media attention and you want your 15 minutes of fame over and over and over again? Get over it. If you want to keep your job, if you want to... Not not even keeping your job. If you want to cross the border like every other Canadian and every other American, get the damn shot. If not, shut the hell up. I'm sorry. Snowbirds have to have the shot if they want to go to Florida for the winter. People who work across the border have to have the shot if they want to go to work. You are no different. You are no better than anybody else. People who work in the hospital. There are first frontline workers. When this pandemic, when the border first closed, there were frontline workers that lived on the Canadian side of the border and worked in American hospitals. And they were not allowed to go to work. And then when the vaccine came out, they had to have the vaccine before they could go to work in the American hospitals. It's the same here. You have to have the vaccine if you're going to work in a hospital. 
It's the same in the States. You have to have the vaccine if you're going to work in the hospital. If you work on a fire department, if you work on the police department, if you work as an EMT or a paramedic, you have to have the vaccine in order to do your job. Well, you're just a trucker. You don't save lives unless you're transporting organs or vital medication. You're not actively saving lives. You're bringing the things to the people who saved the lives, who, by the way, have got the vaccine. Why? Because they wanted to do their job, not because they believed in it, not because they supported the vaccine, because they wanted to do their job. If you want to protest, your body, your rights, fine. Quit your job. Quit your job. Just quit your job. You want to protest something worthwhile? Something newsworthy? You're Canadian. You want to protest something that affects Canada? Bring the focus back to the murder to missing Indigenous women because this has kind of made that disappear. Your idiocy, your temper tantrum, and your parties in the parking lot has made the country focus on that and not the children that they're pulling out of the ground from the residential schools. Not the women that go missing every single day on the Highway of Tears. And now they're finding men and boys that have gone missing. Focus on that. Fight that. Make that your freedom, convoy. What about their freedom? You have freedom. You have rights. You're just not making choices. You just don't like the choices that you have. So, I'm over it. I think it's, it's, I mean, I, 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 and I have friends that support the, the no mandate and that's fine. I get it. I understand it. And I will stand beside you. I don't necessarily think that mandating the truckers to have the vaccine to drive back and forth across the border that every other person that drives back and forth across the border has to have is necessarily a serious mandate that you need to protest. But you know what? I will protest your right to protest it. But it's stupid. I'm sorry. I said it. It's stupid. It's stupid. You're being silly. Before I came to Florida, I had to have all my vaccines. I had to have both my vaccines. I even got a booster before I left California. So that I knew I was well protected to go back and forth. And that I could go back and forth because I want to go back and forth. I want my life back. And if that means I got to have a needle stuck in my arm and they got to put a booster in me so that I can get into my car and go wherever the hell I want to, whenever the hell I want to, I'll do it. Just because you drive a big rig for a living doesn't make you any special, any more special than I am. I'm an author. I travel for my job. I sell books everywhere. I go to events everywhere. And now that I have all my vaccines and my booster, I can start doing events again. I can start booking myself at conventions and expos and fairs and stuff and sell my stuff. 
And you know why? Because I can drive back and forth across the border. I have the piece of paper that says I can. So I guess that makes me a little better than you because you can't. Sucks to be you. So I feel a little better now. Now, I did have this whole article up um, that was going to dispel some of the misconceptions, but I really don't feel like I want to. I think it was more... Um, my live studio audience is now leaving. <laughs> I think it was more, um, my own personal feelings on the matter. And I want, okay, I will. All right. Let me read you some, let me give you a little bit of quick background here and I'll read this. The protest involves a minority of Canada's truck drivers, some far right activists and a variety of other citizens. The demonstrations began in late January as a freedom convoy of trucks and other vehicles, a convoy that turned into an ongoing demonstration in the Canadian capital of Ottawa, whose mayor declared a state of emergency on Sunday. It has also sparked protests elsewhere and inspired plans for a similar convoy in the U.S. Protests have been touted on right-wing U.S. television station Fox and have been cheered by some prominent Republican office holders and conservative pundits. Organizers have raised millions of dollars. Former President Donald Trump even weighed in with a statement praising the protesters and denouncing Trudeau. The convoy started after Canada began requiring truckers who crossed the U.S. border to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or have two-week quarantines upon returning home, the same as everybody else. The Canadian Trucking Alliance, the primary advocacy group for Canadian truckers, has opposed the protest and has said that more than 85% of Canadian truckers who regularly cross the border were fully vaccinated as of late January. Okay, so your 15% that aren't can't cross. If 85% of the Canadian truckers are already fully vaccinated, what's the problem? Organizers claimed in late January that the convoy had grown to tens of thousands of trucks, even that the number was around 50,000. Others repeated this 50,000 figure. Theo Fleuret, a retired hockey star, who's a frequent critic of Trudeau, said on Fox in late January that there were 50,000 truckers heading to Ottawa. Rogan, who has been criticized for his show's role in promoting COVID-19 misinformation, said on the show in late January that the convoy involved apparently some insane amount of people, like 50,000 trucks. Even larger figures like 80,000 or over 130,000 trucks swirled on social media. Facts first. The number of trucks involved in the protest was never anywhere close to 50,000. Such a number of trucks would have taken up hundreds of miles more road space than this protest occupied. Canadian journalists put the number of trucks in the hundreds in late January. Ottawa Police Chief Peter Sicily told reporters on January 31st that it was impossible to provide exact crowd size figures, but that he had heard numbers as high as 18,000 total demonstrators 
not just truckers, present in the city at the peak of the protest on January 29th. No credible source has reported that the number of participating trucks, in particular, ever approached tens of thousands, let alone 50,000. Police in Kingston, Ontario, a city through which a portion of the protest convoy passed, tweeted on January 28th that they had counted 17, 17 full tractor trailers, 104 tractors without trailers, 424 passenger vehicles, and six RVs. The same day, Global News Chief Political Correspondent David Akin tweeted that police sources had told him there were 230 tractor trailers, tractor tractors and tractor trailers, and 725 personal vehicles from Toronto and Western Canada, plus 200 vehicles from the eastern provinces of New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. He added that there were an unknown number of others involved. Rogan could not be immediately reached for comment. When Fleury was asked for comment about how he had repeated the false 50,000 truckers claim on Fox, he emailed a reply in which he attacked CNN and the Trudeau government and said, ever heard of a little thing called marketing? It worked. All right. Falsely captioned photos and videos. Numerous social media posts put inaccurate captions on photos and videos of events that had occurred prior to 2022. We all know that's a thing. Such as truck demonstrators, demonstrations, other protests, even a parade in support of the Special Olympics, to falsely claim these images were connected to the Canadian convoy protest. Facts first. One video that has been shared on various social media platforms was captioned to claim that it showed South Carolina truckers heading to Ottawa to join the convoy, but it actually showed an August 2021 truck parade in support of the Special Olympics, USA Today reported. A video of honking Brazilian truckers that circulated on Facebook was from a May 2021 demonstration in support of President Jair Bolsonaro. I hope I said that right. Not a demonstration in solidarity with the Canadian truckers, as some captions claimed. USA Today also reported, A photo of a massive protest crowd shared on Twitter posts in both English and Spanish, as if it were from Ottawa this year, actually depicted a 1991 demonstration in Moscow against the communist government of the Soviet Union. Reuters reported that one. And another photo, which has been described in Facebook posts as a group of Amish people driving to support the convoy, is a shot of Old Order Mennonites simply going to church. Even billionaire Tesla chief executive officer Elon Musk got in on the game, though without making an explicitly false claim himself. Musk, who has more than 73 million followers on Twitter and has expressed support for the Canadian protest, tweeted out an aerial image on January 30th that showed a long line of trucks on a road surrounded by snowy land. The image included the words, taking a break from politics for a while, 
Here's a nice photo of trucks. Musk didn't say anything about where and when the image may have been taken, but the replies to his tweet, which generated more than 40,000 retweets, showed a significant number of people believed that it was a shot of the Canadian convoy this year, as some others on social media strongly suggested in their own captions. It wasn't. It was an image from a 2018 convoy demonstration in the Canadian province of Alberta, a demonstration in support of Canada's oil and gas industry. Tesla makes electric vehicles. A false claim about police resignations. Pat King, who was listed as one of the regional organizers of the convoy, has been one of its leading online promoters, has more than 293,000 followers on his Facebook page. During a Facebook live stream on Sunday, which had been viewed more than 204,000 times as of early Tuesday afternoon, King claimed that 50% of the Ottawa police force have all turned in their resignation today. Suggesting these supposed resignations had happened because the officers support the protests. That claim quickly made its way to other social media platforms. British actor John Bowie tweeted on Monday reports that 50% of at Ottawa police have tendered their resignation and Canadian armed forces reportedly vow allegiance to the people. Bowie's tweet generated more than 11,000 retweets before he deleted it. Facts first. These claims were entirely false. Ottawa Police Spokesperson Constable Amy Gagnon told, said, bleh, try it again, said in Monday's emails to CNN that there have been no resignations in relation to the demonstration and all available officers are working and the Canadian Armed Forces have not made any vow of allegiance in retaliation in relation to the protests, nor issued any dramatic statements of any kind about this issue. In short, no, we have not made any such comment, a military spokesperson said on Monday, on a Monday email to CNN. All right, I think that's it for the claims. I mean, the rest of them just get kind of stupid, but... That's the basic false claims and some real facts about them. But yeah, that. Those were from various different media outlets. Anyway, it's turned into a media circus. It's turned into a joke. And I think... The originality of the convoy has been lost, and I think they have kind of forgotten what they're protesting, which is fine because it was stupid to begin with. Um, it, I mean, in all reality, there are so many more things that you could be protesting that are far better than the fact that you have to behave like every other Canadian in this country and get a needle before you cross the border or quarantine for 14 days when you come home. That's what it boils down to. The government has said, yeah, you know, you need to be vaccinated to cross back and forth or quarantine for 14 days. That's been standard for anybody who, since the vaccine came out and the borders opened. 
So I don't understand why they're upset. They're not special. Some of them might be short bus special, but they're not special. Fine. You want to protest being told what to do? Protest that. Don't protest what they're telling you to do. Protest the fact that they're telling you to do it. That I understand. Nobody likes that. That leads to a dictatorship. Fine. But if you're going to protest something because now it directly affects you, when you didn't have a problem, when the rest of the country had to follow suit, you didn't protest then, why now? Why now? You sound kind of silly. Especially when 85% of the truckers are already vaccinated. Yeah. 85% of the truckers are already vaccinated as of the beginning of January. Well, before this protest started. I was thinking about this while you were writing the arena. Is these are independent truckers. These aren't people that are working for like, you know, Sam's Club. These are so they are just normal, average, everyday citizens crossing the border to do a job. Yeah, they're just independent contractors. Doesn't make them any special, any more special than anybody else. It's no different than me crossing the border to go to an expo to sell my books. Exactly. I have to be vaccinated. I had to have a Q-tip stuck up both my nostrils to get on a plane to go to an event to sell my books. To make a living. You get a needle in your arm. To drive a truck. Across a border. To carry socks. To Walmart. Or whatever happens to be in your truck. I don't know. I don't care. Let's go with the irony. And say it was a whole truck full of. Bicycles. That would be funny. That would be funny. You're 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 fighting because you're a trucker and you don't want to, you don't want the vaccine, so that you you still want to be able to do your job to bring the vaccine across the border. <laughs> that would be ironic. All right, enough of that. I vented long enough. My throat's sore. Let's do a little Florida man and liven this up because we've got some doozies. <laughs> okay, so first one. Now it's it's not a. I need a drink. Hang on. The charge. Ah, oh, I'm joking now. Okay, the charge itself sucks, but it's kind of. Um, this is a total. If you're going to commit a crime. Do not let your do not give up your DNA. Florida man charged with sexual battery in 14-year-old cold case after he submitted DNA to an ancestry site. Why? Why, you dumbass? Why? You, hello? Sexual battery, you obviously left your DNA behind then. Why would you give it up now? Dummy. Florida man. Bet you he drives a truck. All right. <laughs> now, this one I wanted to actually re read because this has like a whole final destination feel to it. 
Florida man killed after getting pinned by window at home he allegedly tried to burgle. So a Florida man who is suspected of attempting to burgle a home was killed after he was pinned down by the window he was climbing into. 7 News Miami WSVN reports that 32-year-old Jonathan Hernandez had allegedly tried to break into a home in Lehigh Acres when the incident happened. The Lee County Sheriff's Office said the window he climbed he was climbing through fell and pinned him down by his neck and suspended him in the air as he entered. By the time deputies arrived at the scene, he was already dead. <laughs> Lieutenant Russell Park added that Hernandez was arrested in 2014 in connection with a murder case. All right. Um, w- Wink reports Hernandez was also involved in a case in 2018, and he pleaded guilty to grand theft that same year. Despite what police have said about Hernandez's death, his family members and those close to him have maintained he isn't one to burgle. When I first met him, I was like, man, he looks like he has a rap sheet like El Chapo. But his fiancée, Patricia Duarte, Duarte? I don't know. Duarte. Duarte? Okay. And he's the complete opposite of that. He's the sweetest person you'd probably ever meet and has the biggest heart. Which is no longer beating. Duarte? How do you say it? Duarte. Duarte? is asking for more thorough investigation into the incident as she suspects that something might be amiss. Trying to break in and steal stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got a final destination. Yeah. <laughs> a car- yeah, that's karma in a big way. All right, moving right along here. So, Florida man reportedly used taxi service as his getaway after bank robbery. Uh, all right. So Florida man Elijah Shelton has been arrested after he allegedly used a taxi service to get to and from a bank robbery in Navarro Parkway, Santa Rosa County. (laughs) WKRG reports that Shelton, 24, ordered a taxi from Johnny on the Spot Taxi. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Don't order a taxi from a place called Johnny on the Spot. Do you know what a Johnny on the Spot is? Do you know what a Johnny on the Spot is? Oh, Johnny on the Spot. That's an outhouse. The John on the Spot. It's a portable potty. Uh, Yes. Yes. So, yeah, Johnny on the Spot taxi service to take him to the Synovus Bank last week, which he then proceeded to rob for $8,300. Elijah Shelton, who after this will be referred to as the genius, Decides he wants to rob a bank in Santa Rosa County, said Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson. Normally, you grab a fast car so you can get away and everything. He calls a cab to his house. After he arrived at the bank, he told the taxi driver to wait there for him as he went inside to demand cash. Shortly after making off with the cash, he got back into the cab and asked to be dropped back at home. Needless to say, we apprehended him pretty quickly, said Johnson. We haven't recovered the money, but we definitely recovered him, so that's all that matters. Shelton has been charged with robbery, grand theft, and drug possession. I want to know what drugs he was on. I mean, he had to have been on something to think he could take a cab from his house to the bank, rob the bank, 
and take the cab back to his house. Yep. Oh, look at his look at his mugshot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he looks like someone would do that. Oh, yeah. Smartass. Looks like a smartass. Nothing better to do on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. So, I didn't want to do this one in my live studio audience, unfortunately. Uh, Yes. Florida man bitten by shark after swimming near fishing line. I won't be swimming in the Florida waters anytime soon. Florida man is coping with some visible wounds after a shark bit him when he swam near a fishing line this week. First of all, dumbass. The man, whose name was not released, reportedly went for a dip 40 yards from the shore right near a fishing line. With wounds on his upper body and chest area, the man was taken to a local hospital and is expected to make a recovery, according to the South Walton Fire District. The the Thursday bite at the Grayton Beach State Park led to a local warning, too, as the department advises swimmers with a beach safety alert. The shark is believed to be of 7 to 8 feet in length, the Facebook statement read. Double red flags were flying as a precaution in the area for one hour following the incident. The shark was reportedly headed toward the Santa Rosa. See, Santa Rosa, they're going after the dude that robbed the bank. Mother Nature knows how to take care of stupid. The shark was reportedly heading toward the Santa Rosa Beach fishing line when it mistook the, ma- the man for bait, authorities said, adding that the animal mistakenly bit mistakenly bit the swimmer. All right. That was a mistake on the shark's part, apparently. Okay. Of course, this comes the same month that a man in Cape Cod claims he was swallowed whole by a whale. I wonder if his name's Jonah. Which he says was he was completely inside while diving for lobsters. Well, that isn't exactly what happened to the Florida man. Both are expected to recover just fine from injuries. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black. The diver, Michael Packard, told the Cape Cod Times, I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Um, I'm not swimming in Maine, either. And I'm pretty sure Stephen King's going to write a story about that. If not, I will. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. All right. Oh, this one comes with video. Really? What do we got? Here along this dirt road in Umatilla, everyone knows everyone. I don't know if you can hear this. Oh, this is the dude that shot his neighbor's cat. Or no, he shot his neighbor. Because of the cat. Oh, I'd shoot the yappy dog. Alright, I don't want to listen to it. I thought it was an interesting video. Bliss. His last name is Bliss. His home goes across the street to the victim's home. He tells them that his, he was upset about their cat coming into his yard. Detectives say Bliss went to his neighbor's house armed with a 22 caliber rifle, and while he was originally mad about the cat, Sergeant Bliss, says Bliss directed his anger at someone else. He left his home, went to the victim's home, 
threatened to shoot his cat and ultimately shot the victim and killed the victim. In the incident report, a witness says Bliss shot the cat's owner, James Taylor Jr., twice in the chest, killing him. Neighbors say Bliss would often fight with them about their pets. Everyone there told us that this, this gentleman was sort of the, the neighborhood hothead. Bliss is now behind bars without you think? Bond, charged with second-degree homicide. The sheriff's office says the cat was not hurt, but now his owner's family is left grieving. We're just shocked that something this major... Well, they still have the cat. I know, that's horrible. In Marion County, Marlene Martinez, West 2 News. Uh, two trailer park girls go around the outside. Around the outside? <laughs> Two witnesses who happened to be driving past Taylor's property after the shooting had taken place stopped their vehicle when they noticed the victim on the ground. Asking Taylor if he was okay, he replied, No, I'm dying. All right. Well, don't let your cat roam in the neighbor's yard. Just saying. Ah, and last but not least... Florida man arrested after biting off part of friend's ear in fight. I'm telling you, he's taking lessons from Muhammad Ali. No, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. I said it right the first time too, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. In in rehearsal. Rehearsal. In rehearsal. <laughs> I pre-screen all my Florida man. All my Florida men. Yes, I pre-screen all my Florida men. A Florida man was arrested Thursday after authorities said he bit off part of his friend's ear during a fight. James Williams, 45, is facing battery charges after reportedly taking a bite of his friend's ear at 2.30 a.m. at the Ocean Edge Resort and Marina on Stock Island. The incident took place as James was on vacation with three friends when one passed out and he put her in a maintenance wheelbarrow, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office reports. All right. The friend group reportedly told police that James began to pour beer on the woman and made fun of her as he brought her to the hotel room. James then began to get aggressive with his 28-year-old male friend who reportedly told him he was being disrespectful. After the woman woke up and tried to help break up the brawl, James pushed both her and his other woman friend. Williams then pushed the male victim to the ground and began choking him. The sheriff's office said the male victim stated that Williams bit part of his ear off while others were trying to separate them. While injuries weren't life-threatening, police found the male victim with part of his ear missing and still bleeding. After the attack, Williams left and was found on the property. He's been charged with aggravated battery, battery by strangulation, and two additional counts of battery. He looks like he's confused. Yeah, it is. Uh, but whoever, somebody got a good punch in. Got a nice little shiner there. And what appears to be a broken nose, but, you know. Yeah. He's not Mike Tyson. Definitely not. And that wraps up our Florida man. Let me just take a quick scan of the page. And see if there's anything else that's, you know... Man mauled by leopard after paying $150 for full contact experience with Big Cat. I wonder if that was that, like, Tiger King's thing. Why? 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 Tiger King, you just said it. 
Yeah. I want to be like Tiger King. <laughs> okay, let me see. Florida man lived in Tampa Stadium luxury suite for two weeks prior to arrest. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. Florida man arrested after he allegedly stole 66 rolls of toilet paper from a hotel. Did you know when we stopped at one of the hotels, I was making a crack because um, we were saying something about being short on towels or whatever. I said, so we'll just scoop some from the hotel. The very hotel we stayed in that night had a great, like they heard me, they had a great big sign on the door, on the back of the door that says, you will be charged for anything missing from this room, including towels. Really? Yeah. You can't steal hotel towels anymore. Ew! Florida hospital worker denies accusation he sucked patients' toes. No. Florida man wakes up on Christmas Eve to find intruders sucking his toes. I wonder if it's the same dude that works at the hospital. Possibly. You know? How got, many toe suckers could there possibly be in Florida? Oh, never mind. It's Florida. I was going to say he got fired, so he's looking for a new way of making money. And he walked by and said, oh, that guy has some pretty ass toes. <laughs> that little pinky looks just so sexy. <laughs> Florida man arrested after police discover his whereabouts by watching his Instagram live. Oh, good grief. Ew. All right, so we're not eating ice cream. I just ate ice cream. What are you talking about? (laughs) Florida woman arrested for allegedly spitting and peeing in stores ice cream. Wow. This was sealed stuff. Well, at least it was when I opened it. You don't know what I did with it before I brought it to you. Ew, accused burglar throws poop at judge and still gets acquitted. How is that possible? I don't know. Florida Man series in development at Oxygen. (laughs) They're actually going to make a TV show out of Florida Man. That's kind of funny. All right. That was my idea first. Yeah, we're throwing that out there. All right, folks. That's it. That's all. I'm done. I've ranted. I've hopefully. Who will? Wow. See, I don't. Can't even. There. Oh, I can't even form words anymore at this point. Thank it is two fifteen in the morning, and I am going to sign off and say goodnight. All right, everybody. I will see you all next week when we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming, where our live studio audience is on the phone and quiet. <laughs> Although I must say, I will miss him not being here with me. So, all right, everybody. Next week, we are going to uh, probably talk a little more serious, have a little more serious discussion about things. Um, I have an appointment on Monday with a lawyer. Um, Yeah, it's that time. So. Yeah, next week might be an emotional one because, you know, great talking to a lawyer on Valentine's Day. Not that I like Valentine's Day anyway, but. All right, everybody, I'm out of here. Have a good night. Stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Don't drive a truck. See ya. Carry on all the way, son.
There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.